Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Awesome Awful. This is the awful aspects of electricity. Oh, it's about to get real awful here. And the new habit we have here is we're starting off with a dark joke. Very, very dark joke. <laughs> so, my father, although a terrible person, had a great appreciation for electric chairs. He passed yesterday, but it was great to see his face light up for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, my dad hasn't died. Yet. He's on death row. <laughs> All those children he murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're starting this off real dark. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so, you know, before the mics got hot, he tried to make a joke about uh, John and Coffee and oh, yes. the uh, electric chair and uh, the Green Mile, which is hands down, I think, one of the best, if not the best, adaptations from book to movie. You think so? I think so, because. The movie is fucking superb, and the book... I've never read the book, I guess, so... The book is... I, okay, do you want me to kind of spoil it for you at the end? I'm never going to read the book. Okay. So, yeah. so the book is fucking great. I love the book. It's pretty much verbatim with the movie. There's some things that are missing, but the main... Even the mouse part? No, the, the mouse, mouse part was weird. The mouse is in there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know why the mouse is in there, but... Well, the mouse got power from John Coffey to stay alive. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 Okay, so <laughs> you know the movie, right? Yeah. And you know how, like, yeah, it's kind of graphic. Very uh, graphic. Well, I mean, like... Why didn't... Okay, so I, I do have a question for Okay, hit me. Why did that guy not put water on that guy's sponge? Because he was a psycho. And right. He, well, like, he wanted to punish him. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. He, like... He wanted him to die like that? Yeah. So in the book, that's another thing that they leave out of the movie. The Delacroix, the guy who yeah. died like that, uh, is a dirtbag of a human. But because Stephen King is so good at writing, that scene is still that impactful in the movie, in the book, I mean. No shit. Yeah, so he like raped a three or four year old or something. The, and the, the officer did. No, the convict. Oh, okay. The guy who gets executed. This is why he's on death row. Oh, Because okay. they give you more of a of like backstory, backstory of why they did this, why why they're on death row. And so he like raped a three-year-old or a six-year-old. It's one of those two, which is awful. But then he then, to try to hide the crime, he lit the body on fire, but it was next to an apartment building, and the apartment building caught fire. Oh. And then like 30 people died in the apartment Jesus fire. Christ. Yeah, so he's a piece of shit. But when that scene happens in the book, you still feel like, oh my fucking God. Right. Like this dude eyeballs are melting out of his fucking skull. But why he didn't do that is because he humiliated Percy, and Percy is a sanctimonious prick that you know, uh, got everything he ever wanted. Sure. But, so the thing in the book that I hated that I really wish Stephen King would have just left out, or done differently, is uh, the Paul Edgecombe, the guy, the main character, uh, Throughout the book, he's That's Tom Hanks. Character. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's telling the story about how his that his wife had died. Sure. Like throughout the story, he's telling us that you know his wife died at a certain time frame. So you, as a person who like narratively thinks about stories, you mentioned something. It's like have you ever heard of Chekhov's gun? I've heard of it, but I don't. The main premise of if you introduce a gun in the first act, 
it's better oh, fire yeah, by okay. the second. That's right, yeah. Like, so, you better have a reason for it being mentioned. Exactly, kind of yeah. yeah. So, you can, you can see this in everything. Like, every time something is brought up in any type of television show, just kind of out of the blue, if it's for an episode, it's like, okay, that's going to be important in this episode, or maybe even a few episodes later. But, so he's talking, telling about how his wife died, you know, and he's really, because he's like 115 years old at this point. But, his wife died a long time ago. And they finally, it's the end of the book. I mean, we've already seen some pretty sad stuff. And, uh, you know, not too many, like, too many, like, graphic depictions, like, of the book. Because like, the book is a, a, a fucking prison. And the electric chair, people who died there, and John Coffey. Basically, and, it's a death row book. It's yeah. like the darkest of darks. But it's it's not dark though. It's not a horror movie. It's not a horror novel by any means, or oh, a horror not. movie. No, yeah. That so uh, those two scenes we literally just mentioned kind of makes it make yeah. it a horror movie. <laughs> no, because horror to me is scary Eyeball throughout, melting out of somebody's it's, skull. Well, yeah, it's scary throughout. But this movie isn't scary throughout. Neither I guess that's fair. Book. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But it just yeah. Okay. So yeah, we get to the uh, well, okay. Let, let me stop you there. Go ahead. Uh, know where you're at. I don't think. Okay. What would you classify this novel as? A, uh, it's not really a thriller. I would just classify it as a novel, a fiction novel. That's it? Yeah. Just a, just a story that yeah. happens? Yeah. No genre <clears throat> to it? No. Because genre is really just a, uh, a selling tool. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it doesn't really exist. You're right, yeah. So, so it's not really... It's just like something that helps our brains uh, like, categorize things. Yeah, young adult or yeah. YA science fiction doesn't. It does, it's not anything. It's not, like not thing. Harry Potter can be read by at any age. Yeah, but it's still considered young adult. Yeah, but when did you read it? Uh, I read it. I read it growing up as a kid. Oh, out. so as a young adult. Right. Imagine that. Yeah. Fuck off. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, her, the Hunger so, Games. So check off young adult or check off Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, in the it. book, uh, we've these things happen. The story tells, and there's some, you know, like terrible things that have happened, but nothing like Stephen King level horror or Stephen King level graphic throughout the whole book. That's, like, I mean, that's true with with the uh, movie too. Yeah, you know, like, like again, it's just like kind of like a normal drama. You yeah. Know? yeah. That drama, there you yeah. go. That that would be a good uh, genre for yeah. it. So he's with his wife, and they're going to visit his granddaughter at college on a bus. Okay. And then there's a fucking bus crash. Jesus. And when I tell you this is the most graphic description of a bus crash that I've ever read, Dan, take that to heart. I mean, there's people on fire. Uh, there's glass cutting people's heads off. Uh, limbs are just people just being dismembered. At the end of the book. Dan Christ. And you go through this whole fucking story <coughs> about Paul Edgecombe and how like he's trying to uh, live with this guilt that he killed one of God's miracles and he's trying to like rationalize that with himself but then again he won't fucking die and uh, everyone that he's ever known is dead and every time he meets somebody new they die because he's like 115 years old at this point. Sure. And it's like, we've already got a lot of emotional punch at the end of this book. And then just, it was gratuitous. And I never say that about anything, really. 
about like. Do you think like Stephen King was just like laughing while he was typing this shit out? I don't know. I could. Like, he's probably just like high on meth. It's like ha ha. Then this bus crashed. Right. Just destroyed. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm gonna fucking break the psyche of whoever's reading this. Right. Yeah, and it, it didn't yeah. break my psyche. It just pissed me off. All right. I was just like, ew. Like this story like, why was. Why do this? Yeah, yeah, this story is so good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you throw this gratuitous violence in at the end of it. It doesn't fit. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love gratuitous violence in books. Yeah. And Stephen King is one of the best ones who can do it. Like he just fucking gets it. Maybe it was just so good. That bus crash scene was so good. He had no other fucking area to put it in, but he had to have that in his book somewhere. That could be it, man. I don't know. I've never read it, obviously. Yeah. So. But yeah, so that's like, I love the movie because I, I fucking love Tom Hanks. That's like another bucket inside him. He's, he's a pedophile. No, he's not. Don't yeah, fucking yeah. don't. No, he's not. No. Dan, Dan, I want to fucking fight you right now. He wants to chip us all <laughs> with 5G. I'll be happy with it as long as I get to meet him at least once. He created coronavirus. <laughs> and then got it to throw off the suspicion. But no, so I fucking love the movie and I love the book because it's, it's a seriously great book. I right. mean, it really is. And... The characters that we love in the movie get an even bigger part in the book. And so, like, the the language, the words used, the specific words used are pretty much verbatim throughout right. the whole book and movie. It's just different characters say different things. But in the book, the character, like, Paul Edgecombe, the main character, says a lot of stuff in the movie. But other characters say the same things that he says in the movie, in the book. Gotcha. So that's really the only thing that is changed. And then they took out the bus thing. Thank Christ. Uh, but yeah, so that, we were talking about, you know, Michael Clark Duncan and the Green Mile and the off, the awful aspect of electricity is how often it was used to kill people. Yeah. I mean. That's a dark way to die, man. Dude, it's, like, whew, it's fucking brutal. Brutal. And like, I don't know if there's, it's true or if it's just like an urban myth that like if you survived three times, then you would just go they let you go because you know you had x amount of electricity you could survive the electric chair yeah dude what uh, have you not looked up the electric no chair? i mean i always had this in the back of my mind that i was going to use the electric chair as an awful part but i never looked it up because oh dude how much do you have to fucking learn about people dying from electricity there's one guy they had to electrocute him like five times and like he was get the he fuck was out of conscious here. after the third one still like in agony because he got set on fire because it was one of the first electrocutions. They didn't really know exactly what they were doing. And, uh, yeah, he didn't, he did it took him five times to die. And then there's the, uh, God, I can't remember his name. It's a fucking Travis. All right. Could you imagine the fourth time this guy getting electrocuted? I just like, this better fucking work. Can you just, can I just shoot myself? Please. Like how about firing squad? Yeah. You know, (laughs) God damn. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like that'd be me after the second time, because electrocution is so fucking horrible. Right. Oh my god! Imagine getting you know how bad like a uh, static electricity is. Yeah. But times that by a thousand, right? A million. I don't think we'd ever be able to possibly comprehend yeah. how bad it is to be electrocuted to death. No way. Yeah. Like uh, so, there's this other one. This like 13 year old black kid uh, was. He was mentally retarded too, uh, mentally handicapped. Hey, think, yeah, he's handy capable. No, uh, he had an IQ of like handy incapable. Yeah, 
but they <laughs> literally just like uh, picked the first black person they saw, and it just happened to be this teenage boy, and then gave him the uh, the shittiest trial, the shittiest, I mean, the quickest show trial ever, and then he was dead within like six months after being sentenced to death row. Like, they pretty much just wanted to legally murder a black kid. And this kid was like, I just want to go home. I just want to see my mom. And they're like, you'll see your mama. And then, dude, it's fucking horrific what the electric chair have been used to do to to murder people. And I'm for the death penalty. I think if we are able to 100% prove the person is guilty, then good. Use it. They deserve to die. Like, child molesters, child rapists, rapists in general. Uh, Self-confessed people, I guess. Like, there was this guy who murdered his whole family. It was, like, five people total. He murdered wife and then four kids. And he was, like, he was on death row for, like, 15 years. And he was, like, why? I don't want this. I want to fucking just do it. Put me on the electric chair. Let's get this show over the road. Fucking kill me. Because I'm guilty. I did it. I deserve to pay for it. And they're like, well, you know, with due process under the law, we just can't kill you outright because, you know, you're a white guy. So, Do you uh, think that maybe that was more torturous to keep him alive? On a, on a level, yes. They could have kept him alive until he just, you know, died of old age or whatever. But like, hey, here's all the most nutritious meals you can, but yeah. you don't get to do shit. You're in a cage for the rest of your life. Right. So it's more know. torturous than just capital punishment killing somebody, right? True. True. Because, like, oh shit, I have to live with this for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, like, I've always thought that. Like, there are things worse than death. There are. Plain and simple. Because, like, I'm not scared of death. You know, like, either, I'm. Like, if it happens tonight, it happens 60, 70 years from now. I'm, ex- I'm not excited for it, but, like, I'm curious about it, you know? like We talked about this on yeah, the episode. Yeah, the part. Morbid, exactly, yeah. So it's morbid like, curiosity for it. it. Yeah, it's a morbid curiosity. That's exactly it. So it's like, huh. If I couldn't live my life, I would want to die. Okay. So, like, that's always been a curious kind of, like, debate in my head. Like, if I was sentenced to life in prison or death row, which one would I rather have? think I'd rather have death row. Right. Because, like, oh, okay. Let's see what the fuck happens. Instead of, like, oh my fucking god, when am I going to die? Yeah, I see that, for me, is contrition. If the person actually shows that they're remorseful for it, let them rot and let them live with that guilt every day. So whichever one's worse. Yeah, but, like, okay. say, because nine times out of ten, not nine times out of ten, I'd say about half of pedophiles or child rapists, they do it because they, they want to. They, they don't care about the repercussions that they have on those right. children. So, okay, I get to live. Yay, I get three hots and a cot the rest of my life. Like, right. granted, prison's not going to be nice to you, right? but at the same time, I'm you're still alive. I'm talking solitary confinement. No, I'm yeah. not talking... Oh, solitary I'm confinement I'm death is, row, yeah. but you're there for life. Solitary confinement, I, I think, is the worst thing. Right, yeah, that, that's do. worse than death. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they have, like, no human contact. Mm-hmm. They have 23 hours a day. 23 hours a day inside of a cell. I wonder if they would even get a book. Nope. Yeah. 
They just I, literally put you in a cell and forget about, forget about you. You know what's the darkest thing I've ever heard? That it shook me. Absolutely shook me. It was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Check that out. <laughs> um, it was, uh, ever heard of the old guard or elder guard or some shit like that? The old guard sounds familiar. It's on Netflix. I think it's like a series or some shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, these people can't die. Or right. they, they can die, but they come back to life and shit. So, back in like the Salem witch trials times, they found this lady. And obviously she was a witch, you know, in their eyes. Yeah. And so they sentenced her to quote unquote death. Well, they couldn't kill her because obviously, well, they, they would kill her and she'd come back to life. So what they did is they put her in a cage. They put that cage underwater. Dude, I heard about that, yeah. So she drowned every single day, 15 times, 15 to 24 times a day. Probably more than that. How many times did you die in an hour? I don't know, a lot. Yeah, so it's like, Every single day, you would die probably 50 times, yeah. probably more than that, maybe 100 times a day for generations. Jesus. Yeah. That's the darkest shit I've ever fucking heard. Well, obviously, she gets out. Spoiler alert. You know, but not oh, even, she died. I don't know. I, I mean, she can't die. Yeah. So, like, of course, she's going well, yeah, to Eventually, out. the metal will get yeah, yeah, but like, she can break through. Yeah. Or she'll she'll find a way to, like, hold her breath long enough. To, I don't, I've never seen this shit. Yeah. So, like, I'm figuring out, like, how would she ever get out of that? You know, like, if somebody just literally forgot about you and you're just dying every single day of your life, it's like, oh, fuck. Right. You know? Okay, I have a hypothetical for you. Sure. Would you... So it's kind of like, it's. I just thought about this. So you've been given the immortality. Okay. You're where you are now. You're healthy now. But you can, like gain weight, lose weight, whatever, but you're how you are right now. Would you like to stay a immortal? beast. <laughs> that fucking sexy beast that you are. Damn. You. Yeah. Hey. Hell yeah. But would you like to uh, be immortal from now until the end of time? Or would you like to be trans- transported back into four or five hundred years ago and then get to live Throughout time. So you're... Hmm. See, because for me, like, I would like to go back. Because you already know what... Yeah. I just... I have a... Like, you could... Okay, so then there is a, a question within that uh, yeah. hypothetical is, can you cha- can you alter or change the timeline? Ooh. If you can't, then I want to live from now until forever. Because, okay. like... It doesn't matter what you do 400 years ago. You're just going to be like, okay, well, I want to go see uh, Lincoln get assassinated. You know? Like, you can go see events, but if yeah. you can't alter them, there's really no point, right? Well, I, know, I, You know, just seeing them, I think, would be cool enough. It'd be, it'd be cool, but, like, you already know you're immortal from here on out. Like, you should do everything your fucking heart desires, you know? Like, you're well, yeah, you could, just, you could have the availability to do that. Yeah. Like, so... Let's say, like, so you're, if you get transferred back, because I hate these hypotheticals of, like, the worst case scenario. Would you right. rather fuck a badger or get fucked by a badger? It's like, yes. Uh, neither, <laughs> but, you know. Hold up. Was it a sick badger? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, so I want, like, just, like, still mind-bending one. So, like, yeah, live from now. Now, but see, the thing, if you live now, Everyone you've ever known is going to die. But if you go back, 
then you'd be like, okay, well, you know, that sucks, but, like, I still... You're missing the concept of forever. Right, yeah. Like, you're still going to die whether you go 400 years back or not. True, true. Everyone you know, no matter what. Yeah. Because you're immortal. So, therefore, you have to keep literally everybody at arm's length. Or find new... Because you're a human being, so you can find new people you're close to, no matter right. what, whether they die or whether like whether you know they're gonna die or whether um, you find somebody new. You know, like, am right. I staying how I look now? Because I'll just find twenty five to thirty five year old women forever until the end of time. You know, like, okay, I'll just stay a, a an eligible bachelor until I die yeah, or until go. I'm. Until the fucking world explodes, then I don't know where the fuck I'll go, you know? Right. So it's like, what'll happen when the earth gets swallowed up by the sun? You know, like, what does what do you mean by forever? Forever, you know? man. The end of time. So it's like, okay, so what if humanity doesn't survive? Am I still surviving? Yeah. Okay, so I'm the one that is going to bring us back from climate change. Yeah. Okay, so how about when the earth becomes a red giant and literally the earth gets swallowed up by the sun? Then what? Am I just in the sun, burning up every single day, whatever a day is at that time? <laughs> so it's like, like you gotta, like I don't understand. Like when I when I think of forever, I think of forever, right? You know. So it's like I feel like we have to have some some kind of parameters on this shit. You know. Okay, I would want to be forever because I think that would the ends would be like okay, like. I guess it would be kind of like you're a living hell at that point. Right. Yeah, so. That would be worse than death. Yeah. I don't know. I, could, I just, I think that would be dope not to be able to die. At the same time, as as curious as I am to, you know, to to die, to see what happens. I would like to have 100 lifetimes. 100 lifetimes? Yes. Like, what is the, what is like average lifetime from like 70, like. 80 years of that, or 80 years of peace? Actually, I would like to have one lifetime in each of the thousand years of ever existed on Earth. Okay. So, 100 years out of each thousand years that's happened on Earth. Starting all the way back to when it first became a prototype. Damn. To when it gets swallowed up by the sun. Damn. That'd be crazy. That's what I want. So, however many lifetimes that'll be. (laughs) Billion (laughs) lifetimes. But, I mean... Yeah, that's what I want. So, but, like, would you be invulnerable at this point, or? What do you mean? Like. No, I just want, like, one lifetime, where it's finite, yeah. and then when the thousand years is up, so, like, when 3,001 hits, I get born again, or sometime within that, that, that 3,000. Oh, 4, so time from range. zero to. 1,000. 1,000. I get one lifetime. Oh, okay. And then okay. from 2,000 to 3,000, I get one lifetime. Okay, are you from, growing old in this time frame? Yeah, I mean, you just have a lifetime, but you remember your past lifetime. So, funny you should talk about that, because I was telling you about that Wheel of Time story, that yeah. book that I was reading. That's pretty much what the story is, is no that uh, the Wheel of Time turns, and the, uh, a new age is an old age. So, like, as the, the author, as he put it, the myths and legends of the time that the story is taking place are from our time, hmm. and our myths and legends are from their time. So, oh, damn. it constantly turns, and there's going to be times when... Like, literally, time is cyclical. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's, yeah, time is a circle. It's a Hindu, uh, yeah. a, a, a Hindu aspect of it. So, 
aspect of a Hindu religion. And, like, so there are these people, like, these souls that are bound to the wheel of time that are, sometimes they're born, sometimes they're not, but there are some that are always born. And these are major characters throughout that help keep the Dark Lord at bay, the Dark One at bay, and that will always end up fighting the Dark Lord. And so, yeah, I don't know, it's a, a really interesting concept that I've always kind of thought about, like, yeah. like what if that is what it is? I mean, because I just ended up, the last book I read, like, they're talking about this uh, museum, one of these, one whatever, and they're visiting this museum, and they're talking about, like, this skeleton they can see that is, like, a giant, a, a really big horse that has a very long neck with a little head at the top of it. Oh, okay, that's a giraffe. And they're talking about this uh, little circle that has a line, and then it breaks off into that. So it's a piece. It's a Mercedes-Benz logo. Oh, Mercedes-Benz logo. Yeah, and like, so it's like they have these artifacts that are, like, they've never seen before. They're so weird, but it's like, oh, that's a Mercedes-Benz logo. That's a fucking giraffe. Like, they talk about, like... uh, It's it's nothing crazy, you know? It's nothing like like mythos kind of thing. Right. So it's just... What existed at this time period? Yeah, so I, I've always kind of found that fascinating. That like I never thought about it that way mm-hmm. of being born for an age and then starting yeah. over again. So speaking of speaking of like starting over again and like all that shit is like, have you ever heard of uh, the the book called uh, the the immor the immortality key? Heard of it? I've never read or looked into it though. So it's it's a book from twenty nineteen. His name's Brian. Him. I don't know, like, like Molalowski or some shit like that. He's a classicist, right? So he's a, I'm, I'm, I'm he's a what? A classicist. So he's a, like a, um, uh, so he basically knows like Latin, Greek, and knows like all the, uh, like old, 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 old languages, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're looking it up right now. Yeah, Nathan was telling me about this. My brother Nathan was yeah. telling me about it. Okay. So basically, what this guy did is, he was just like, there's a there's a link between uh, the religion with no name and Christianity. Right. So basically, and, and Judaism and all that stuff, right? And how things morph into what they are now, kind of thing. Okay. So basically, um, I'm only halfway through the book, so I don't really know what the hell's going to, you know, what the conclusion of the book's going to be yet. But, but what he's trying to say is... Um, oh, dope, I already have it. You already have it? My brother bought it. Yeah. No shit. Yes. Fuck uh, yeah. I'm going to have to listen to it now. Dude, okay. it's so good. So awesome. good. I so good. fucking love Graham Hancock. He did and he's the forward. Yeah, he, yeah. Had, he did the forward on it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, and and he's, well, and I, I shouldn't probably give it away then so much, too much from what I've already listened to, but um, basically Ulysses and um, these old what do you, like altars, you know, like, uh, 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 temples, uh, places of worship, right? Yeah. Um, they all have what, um, traces of psychedelics and beers and, and right. uh, and drugs and, and they think that due to archaeochemistry that the, that Christianity was just based upon psychedelic use, you know, literally seeing God and, and going through a portal and shit and and uh birth ceremonies. Birth ceremonies? Yeah. So okay. like uh, mating rituals, right? 
Right. So it's like, and then that was deemed paganism. And then like the morph of, you know, the Eucharist was like thought of like having just bread with this, with, with burgot mold on it, which burgot was a uh, psychedelic mold. So when eaten, like the, the body of Christ, you would see God because you're literally doing a psychedelic. Damn. But it turns into like literally this, this graham cracker that you eat. Shit. You know? And like uh, Jesus' blood was a was a psychedelic wine with like um, certain uh, chemical uh, inputs. In right, yeah. And you would drink it and then you would see God again. Right. You know? But now it's just a wine. So it's like he's kind of like talking about the transition between like the two. That's pretty fucking good. Dude. Yeah. That's the thing too. That's one of my biggest things that I have with Christianity that I, I don't like about it is that they've taken from so many. Religions. Oh, yeah. Like, and it, what I hate the most about Christianity, what's, what's like really, I'm, I'm taking up the conversation, sorry. You're um, good, no, don't worry about uh, it. But is they destroyed the Library of Alexandria. I was so glad you brought this up because that was one thing like, I was going to bring up too. Oh they, my fucking god! There was like, so much knowledge lost uh, in the history, and they did it in the name of s starting fresh. Yeah. You know, like we're going to raise it to the ground and build from there. It's like gag me. What the fuck? Based on what? Based on political power? Yeah. Is that what we're doing now? Like, what is it? Oh my god! You know the things that that I'll never be able to rationalize. With Christianity, the thing that bothers me the most is that babies are born out of sin. And that's why babies need to be baptized. Because if an infant dies, then it goes to hell or purgatory, depending on which sect of Christianity you believe. And to me, that's fucking insulting. Don't, no, you don't get to say that sex before marriage is a sin. And then also get to say, that babies who are born out of a married couple are born out of sin, and then they need to be baptized to be cleansed. That's You can't play it both ways. Either sex is just always a sin, and we can never have sex because sex is bad, or you just need to get off your fucking high horse about what sex is to you, and then let people enjoy themselves. Mm. Because that's just... Did you, you see the hypocrisy in that? Like, oh, yeah. Like, I just... No, because to, to, to lose a child, I think, is the greatest grief or sorrow that anything, any greatest hurt that could ever happen to a person. You want to know the, the darkest, shortest story in the world? Sure. Hit me. Is it about uh, a pair of baby shoes for sale, unused? Unused. Two sentence horror stories? Yeah, I think that was... Uh, Charles Dickens? Yeah, Dickens won yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. That fucker. It's so dark, right? Dude. But, so... <laughs> I'm glad you got that right away. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it's sound, but I love that shit. Like yeah. that's, it's good. That's it's fucking super creative, powerful, extremely yeah. creative though. Like, yeah. But like what kind of uh, dark thoughts do you have to have to think of that? You know, right? I mean, just or he probably maybe just saw it and was like, right. Well, I think it was a, it was a contest in the newspaper. He sent mm -hmm. that in and he won. It's, I mean, I read it on the internet, so it's got to be it's true. It's got to be true. But for me, to a and if you are a believer and you do everything right and you believe in God and you're going to church and you have this relationship with God and you are all about that life and then your baby dies before you're able to get it baptized, 
and this priest, the man of God that you follow, of the comes in and says your baby is burning in hell. Let me stop you right because there. Because you didn't get it baptized. Why does God have to play by your morality? My morality? Yeah. What are you talking about? Are God gets to make his own rules, doesn't he? I don't know. I, is there even a, even a, is there even Why a do you think that's so bad? Because I'm thinking uh, on a human perspective. Yeah. So let's is say, God human? No, I'm not thinking about God. I'm thinking about the people, the the mom and dad who are have just lost their child, and if you are putting your faith in this Christian God so far, okay? Okay. Now, you're playing by the rules, you go to church, you pray, you say your prayers at night, you're doing everything sure. that they want you to do, and then you lose your child, and you have that immense grief that no one, no one, no one but a parent who has lost a child okay. knows, and then you have a priest come in and tell you, well, you didn't get your child baptized quickly enough. Sure. So now that baby is burning in hell, which you believe because you've led your whole life as a Christian. Right. Right. So I'm saying that's that's dark as fuck. I'm not. Right. I'm not discounting that. No, no, no. But what I'm what, what well, I'm saying that's what pisses me off is that they would do that. Oh yeah. yeah. That they would at their hour of that they would need that comfort most that God would could give them to them. They walk in and go, well, you know, well, God says they didn't follow God's rules. So why would He give them comfort? That's the thing. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I know. I know that's fucked up to say. Yeah. I know it's fucked up to think. But I'm just saying, it's like if I'm looking at it from God's perspective, it's like, like it's just like a, a cop thinking that we should be legal, right? And then busting you for weed, anyways. He's just doing his job, right? Yeah. That's these, these are the rules I play by. I know. You know, and that's the thing that bothers me the most about it. It's pretty dark. Yeah. And yeah. then they come up with like, uh, fucking God's plan. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, determinism, baby. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> pump the brakes right there and tell you to get up out of my face. What if God? Was one of us? Was one of us. Uh, no, what if God is just the person who opened up Sims on the fucking laptop? Right? And that's why Sims is so popular. I'm, 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 I mean, it sounds ridiculous. No, it does. Most of the things we do say sound ridiculous. But, <laughs> what if it's just a, maybe it is an omnipotent God. Maybe it is an omnipresent God. Maybe he just doesn't give a fuck. Right. He could just not give a fuck and just, okay, have fun, yeah. figure it the fuck out. Right. And if you don't do it right, you have to burn yeah. in an alley for I'm gonna, Yeah, you should have baptized your baby. Yeah. You didn't. Look at what I mean. It's burning hell now. Yeah. Like, what if that guy just does not give a fuck about anything? Like, I got 13 trillion other galaxies to worry about. Right. I don't fucking care about your kid. You know, like that, that, that's the thing that that's one of the reasons why that I have a hard time believing in God right. yeah. is because the, the immensity of it. Right? Right. Yeah. Well, well just the, the immensity of it, but then also the uh, that that question, like, okay, if there is a God, then He most likely doesn't care. Like, right? Bone bone cancer in children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you're 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 projecting your own human morality right. onto what God's bigger picture would be. Right. So, yeah. I mean, we it clearly says in every single holy text, whether it be the, the Christian Bible, the Quran, the fucking Taoism, Taoism, uh, Confucianism, Buddhism, all of it, it. All of it says is, all of it is, you don't understand 
God's perspective. Right. So you don't understand what the other fucking being is doing. So every single judgment that you put onto him is, <laughs> if you want to go childish, is he's rubber and you're glue. Right. <laughs> Everything that you say to him sticks to you. Right. So it's like, it's just your projection. But when you, you mentioned those religions, but all of those religions, well, most of them, mm-hmm. like the religion, the uh, fucking Muslim, uh, Islam, uh, Christianity, Ju- Judaism, like those three ones, they all tell you. Those are the, the, the Abrahamic main religions. Yeah. That they tell you that you know, God is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving. Right. But if you don't do play by the rules. So what I know, I know I'm what I'm trying to get across is it's a political power. Thing. Yeah, by playing by yeah. their rules, yeah. this God that they say that is real, but you have to play by his rules. That's the bullshit part that I have with it. I know. Yeah. And, I, and you obviously know I'm playing devil's advocate, yeah. right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I, I'm obviously on the same page with you, yeah. but I'm just uh, I, I'm I'm just trying to understand. I'm like I'm literally trying to put my fucking feet in God's shoes. Right. Who the fuck? Fuck you for judging me. Right. I'm God. You know. It's like, like, yeah, I yeah, created I, you. Like, yeah, who what the fuck are, are you? Yeah. Yeah. You think that you have a better idea of what I'm going? What's going on in the universe? Well, yeah, that's Maybe that kid had to die so Martin Luther Martin Luther King could feel bad about what he did and then start a whole new uh, civil rights movement. Right. You won't care about that dead kid no more, will you? You know, it's like he. It's just like maybe this is a utilitarian God. Yeah. You know, like maybe he only cares about the most good. Like, maybe he'll, he'll let some evil happen because, lo and behold, he did in the book of Job. He literally made deals with the devil in the book of Job. Shit. So it's like, this God is willing to play with some sort of evil. Right. It's not. It doesn't mean that he's a perfect God. You know? So it's like, maybe it is a utilitarian God. Maybe it is. It's like, eh, have your fun, Lucifer, or who the fuck you are, Satan. Yeah. Have your fun. Cast some evil on this world. Who gives a shit? I got I got the overall best interest yeah, in, so in, the, in the tenth them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, some kids are gonna get bone cancer and die. Most kids aren't. I got this. Damn. 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 <laughs> I didn't get bone cancer and die. No. You didn't get bone cancer and die. True. All I'm saying, man, is maybe it's utilitarian God. Right. Um, that's just it's like what what you're saying, like of putting the humanistic version, like the human the human morals and stuff, right. onto that. That's just kind of clicked into like what my idea of what the afterlife is. Mm. So the human uh, we think of like the inner human interaction day to day. Like if someone wrongs me, we have anger, we have you know fear judgment all those things but if we were to then die the afterlife would be something that we can't even imagine so like that's where i like say that okay the afterlife is for everybody child murderer and child victim would be if it's like father and son they would both be in the afterlife together but that human concept of oh my god that's awful that he's with his killer it wouldn't exist there because it's more than human right so like this revulsion that we have of if 
the afterlife for everyone. You mean Hitler's in the afterlife hanging out with all the Jews that he murdered? Yep. The Yes, but the Jews that he murdered in Hitler, they're not the same people. They're not this human concept that we have of who they were and where they are now. It's not something that we were able to comprehend. Interesting. That's so. That's why I. That's just something that I've been thinking of to kind of. So what kind of dynamic would they have? They wouldn't have one. They would so just they be, wouldn't interact with each other at all. Well, I mean, I see. That's the thing. I don't know if everyone gets to interact with everybody, or if it's just like your family or the people that, like, your blood related to, or that it, you care the most about. Or yeah. See, because like, you're the strongest bond with. Yeah, because they're more bonds than just blood and family. Sure. You know? I mean. There's some shit that I've talked to with about with friends of mine that I've never even told to other people, you know? Yeah. So, I think that there, there is, uh, that there would be an afterlife for everyone, and I want to say that it's for everybody, and, you know, the, just to kind of be inclusive to everything that everyone would be able to interact with everyone. I mean, I would that makes sense, right? Because if we're all energy... And energy can't be destroyed or created, that it's just transfers, then what if when we die, this energy is bringing to tie into the topic of electricity? Oh, yeah. What <laughs> if, like, what is this energy that is us, Dan? Like, our, our thoughts, our vision, our uh, living, breathing, the things that we're, our bodies are doing that we're not even thinking about, like it's digesting the water that I just drank. You know, I'm not consciously doing that so what is that energy that we were talking about on the afterlife one that it can't be destroyed it can't be created it can only be transferred now is that energy built up of electricity is that what a soul is a soul is just electricity given thought like i don't know man it just let me ask you one question yeah dude hit me do you feel what is underneath the soles of your feet right now yes where are they? Where are the soles of my feet? They're on your floor, on your carpet. When you picture them in your brain, where are they? Underneath my feet. Are you seeing them right now? If I'm thinking about it, yes. But think, is that is your realm of awareness. Right. The only thing that exists is your realm of awareness. Okay. So... Having said that, right, so I had to, like, that's, like, the, my base reality, right? Right, it's, right. Like, it literally, if a tree falls in the forest, you're not there to see it, does it, does it really make sound? To me, no. However. Fucking cat in hell for Having said that, that you have your base of awareness, the only thing that you perceive is, is real. Right. Right, because... I never read a book about Pink Floyd existing, or I never heard the music of Pink Floyd, never heard, never even heard of the fucking band, I would have never even known they, they, they existed, therefore they've never been real to me. Okay, so that's my base awareness, right? Right. The question becomes, is, is that base awareness a field in itself? So it's like, so like, is there, so you know how like, uh, an electron, one electron, doesn't make the, the magnetic field. Right. Right? So it's like, you have to have billions or trillions or an incalculable number of electrons to make even the smallest uh, magnetic, mag magnetic field. So what are we? We can't be a singular thing. 
right. right? So if we are this field of awareness or this base awareness, that means we're billions or trillions or an incalculable number of things that we just don't even know what are what, what we are. You know, so it's like so we can't be a singular thing. Therefore we can't just like take ourselves out of the picture. We are this realm of awareness that is just everything meshed together, you know? So it's like we're not how the fuck do I even say it? Like we're not what we perceive. We are everything while simultaneously nothing. We are the universe while we're simultaneously ourselves. You know if that make does that make sense? Not really, but I've just tried <laughs> to wrap my mind around it. So okay. I don't know man. Maybe I'm too high as maybe I'm high as fuck, but I don't I mean it's possible. No, I know because when you're talking about that like our realm of perception and yeah. that's our own reality right now is what we have right here, what yeah. we can perceive. What about like you heard stories of uh like twins. Sure. Okay, so let's this is a great example of twins being connected living across the country. And one twin breaks their foot and the other twin feels pain in their foot. Okay. Now quantum entanglement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> their reality is why what we were just talking about is not the same because one is that's, that's kind of what okay, so yeah, I, I see the disconnect now. Okay. So it goes back to that thought experiment when I did with determinism. Right, right. Okay. So you have when I told you to pick a movie. Right. Between all the movies you know and all the movies you don't know. Right. Well, you can't pick from the, the list that you don't know. Exactly. So therefore, that reality literally doesn't exist to you. I mean, it might exist in if some foreign, objective world. Right. But what if that other world doesn't exist? It's only whatever you interact with. You know, so you have everything you see and do is what exists. And then everything else doesn't. It's literally a dream. Damn. Damn. Well, back, uh, bringing it back to uh, uh, what you said, like you said that you don't believe when a tree falls in the woods and no one's around sure. to hear it, that it doesn't make a noise then. Well, we know that sound, like from like, uh, it made me think of lightning, maybe you know, like lightning and thunder. Like, we can't see thunder happening. But we can hear it from miles away. So with sound, it takes longer for that sound to reach somebody. So theoretically, if there is no one around to hear that, eventually somebody would. That's a good point. Wouldn't it be? It could might just sound like a twig breaking by the point somebody hears it. But again, if that if sound is an energy, right? But that that goes back to my main point of we are energy, right? We are everything. So therefore. Our actions are going to be perceived by somebody somewhere, sometime. Mm -hmm. It might not be what we do immediately, but maybe something down the road. Right. So it's like, we're not different than the universe, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty much going down then. Okay. But I was just, that just made me think of that, like. Like, there's not, in, like, an objective reality. Right. Like, we are just it, and then it is us at the same time. So, therefore, whatever we perceive is reality. It's literally a dream. 
Right. Well, that's what I was telling you yeah. about that wheel of time, that life is a dream. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably how this thing, whole thing started, right? Uh, might have been. We're talking about time. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? We're time. Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the time dimension. Yeah. What the fuck? So, <laughs> kind of bring it There's back. Like, yeah, 64 different versions of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, bring it to electricity. What do you think of all the people that have died during uh, Sing Sing, like the old Sparky? Will uh, Sing Sing is a prison up in New York. I've never heard of. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's where they had the electric chair, old okay. Sparky. It's killed like three hundred fifty some odd people throughout the years. Oh shit! Would the item be haunted? Or would the room in which they died be haunted? Yes. Both, you think? Yeah. Okay. Because that's one thing that I've always kind of been curious about is uh, objects, like uh, uh, objects of power, let's just call them. Because, I mean, like a, uh, not a gun per se, because that's just, it's it's a bullet that's doing it. It's a smaller object. But let's say like, Genghis Khan's sword. Okay. You know, the man bought a lot of bottles. He killed a lot of people himself. Yeah. Would that be just a sword, do you think? Or would it have a... It wouldn't be like, not like a power or to it, but it would have... Theoretically, it could be because it's transferred the energy of that person from being alive to being dead. So... If we all are all just energy, and energy can't be destroyed, only transferred, that energy has to go somewhere. If it went into that blade, would that blade then be haunted? Or would it be like... So are you saying that because the atrocities that's happened via that blade, the information of the atrocity would be transferred with the energy at the same time? I don't think so, yeah. Maybe. Why? I don't know. I'm just maybe not. Yeah. I, I just think that maybe just we're just quarks, right? Maybe we're just quarks, and then our consciousness is just an emergent property, just like rain is an emergent property of high pressure and low pressure. I don't know. That's the thing. like I've been really on this like afterlife kick, and I mean since that episode, mm-hmm. I have just constantly been like like a fucking vacuum and I'm just like sucking in things like left and right and trying to phrasing I'm sorry but uh thanks buddy good, good job you're cute and adorable oh shit he fucking cat he straight up was just like toilet, yeah. he was straight up just sitting there like staring at my water cup and he's like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna knock, knock it over, over. <laughs> <laughs> fucking straight savage up in here bitch no but uh so, okay, we were talking about mediums on the afterlife, and how we both are like, fuck mediums, right? Now, I watched that Surviving Death one. Yeah, it's good. Where that dude was like, I fucking hate mediums. I never believed in them. But then my dad died suddenly, and he was like, all right, Dad, if you're listening to this, like, talk about my hair. Like, it's something super specific. And then, like, he's talking to this medium, and she says some shit, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of right, you know, whatever. I mean, she had some right stuff. And then at the end, she goes, look, I don't, this is going to sound weird, but he wants me to talk about your hair. 
does that mean anything to you? And this dude goes, boom, like his fucking mind exploded. Like, yeah, yeah, that means something to me. Yeah. Now. She could have got lucky. She could have got lucky, yeah. I mean, as a, the realm of possibility, yeah. I'll it's probably, also a TV show. Right, yeah. Well, this it didn't show the actual interview. He was telling the story. Yeah, I know. I remember, I remember yeah. seeing it. Yeah, so I'm he could have just been lying about it, too. I yeah. think he was, because I think he's a fucking bullshit artist with the rest of them. But yeah, he's just trying to. Yeah. But that made me think that we were talking about us being energy. And I really do believe that, that we are an energy. And that whether that's our consciousness, our thoughts, our souls, whatever you want to label it as, when that person dies, when we die, it's theoretically possible that our energy then transfers to another plane, or it, you know, interdimensional. Could be That's interdimensional. It could be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to call it. Like I know it's just the afterlife. It goes to the afterlife. Now, that being said, where there are people involved, there uh, not people, but like radio towers can pick up different signals, you know, okay. from far off. Sometimes it's like the way the wind carries it or whatever, or CB radio, and how that shit works, it can pick up a signal. If we're all just energy, wouldn't it be possible then that a person could be receptive to that energy? And if all of our thoughts and being and everything we are of that energy is then broadcasted out hmm. into the you, you just... Yeah, maybe that's it. It's not that we travel to another dimension or anything. We just are out into the universe, and then our consciousness is then raised up into what is the afterlife. But the afterlife is all around us. Wouldn't that it's be... It's like a different frequency. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't there be a possibility that there might be a person who could be attuned to that frequency? 100%. Right, yeah. I just... It just... Yeah. Like... I believe 90% of mediums are bullshit, but I would also think that there might be, you know, at least 10% of them, or maybe even five, that might be some saying some truth. Maybe like less than 1%, and like, they don't even know they're mediums. That's the thing, is like, if you're, how would you know you're a medium? Right, yeah. Like, oh, I see dead people all the time? No, it wouldn't even be that. If you're, if you're talking about just like, tuning into a frequency, what does that even mean? I don't know. You have your thoughts? Yeah. Are you going to be having somebody else's thoughts? You're not going to fucking know that. So it's just like, it's just like your plane of awareness is what, is, is what, what we, we'd be quote-unquote quote tuning into. Right. So maybe we all have that capability because we all have the same brain structure, right? We all have synapses that fire it with electrons and, and, and all that shit. So you'd be able to tune into whatever the medium's tuning into as well. Right. It's not like only one specific car has an exhaust pipe. Yeah. You know, like, we all have the same fucking mechanism. So, like, it's just a matter of being able to tune into your plane of awareness to where that frequency picks up. Just like a radio dial. Yeah. Like, if you can turn your radio dial of the brain into, you know, like, if you do this many beta waves in your front prefrontal cortex, you'll be able to hit this certain wavelength, and then you'll be able to talk to dead people. Yeah. I don't fucking know. See, that's the thing, too, that, yeah. kinda, that made me think about this even more. Is like, if there's a possibility that people aren't born with it, is that something that can be learned then? I would think it would be more so learned than, than yeah. mutated into, you know? Right? I don't know. It's just weird. So, we were talking about Dan Carlin. Yeah. As I was working on my puzzle, I had fucking deja vu. No shit. 
Never had listened to Diane Carlin before, right? Never had. Was it me? Did you hear no, my voice? No, I heard what I was listening to in a dream like three weeks ago. Get the fuck out of here. Swear to God. Like, just how I told you about that Stephen King book that I was reading in the song. Bro. I'm sitting there working on this fucking puzzle, and like, all of a sudden, it's just like... this before. It's like, I fucking... What the fuck? I've heard this before. I remember looking down and seeing the puzzle pieces arranged this way. And I was this much done because I had gotten a lot of the puzzle done. And I was sitting there like, I have to fucking tell Dan this. Holy shit. That's I crazy, just now remember. Man. But yeah. That's like, fucking insane, dude. Holy I, shit. Dude, I, I can't. Do you I, think like maybe that was like a mini stroke? You're like, uh, I don't know, dude. I really. <laughs> I saw this already like 30 seconds ago, but I just came back and like, I just like. Yeah, I don't know, man. I really <laughs> wish I. I want uh, somebody to talk to me about it. Yeah. Someone that's like, oh, yeah, because it's not anything important. I mean, it's moment. It's literally fucking moments, bro, of my life that, like, I'm reading a book or I'm driving in my car yeah. or I'm putting a puzzle together. But I am having these dreams, these hyper-realistic dreams of listening to a podcast, listening to a song, having a conversation, physically driving a car and being at a red light, <coughs> and listening to Harry Potter on fucking Audible, but, like, see, that one for me, I can kind of, uh, uh, chalk up to, I've dreamt of, because I, I listened to, I've listened, like, nine times yeah. to all the books, so, like, I could theoretically dream about listening to the book again, because I've done it so many times. So, you've read the book before you listened to it, right? Correct, yes. What did it sound like in your head? The first time you read it, my voice. I was reading it. That's one of the things, actually. Have you read it again just by itself without the audiobook after? Yeah. And do you read it with the same voice? Yeah, with what's my own. So that's one of the things, actually, to become a faster reader is to get rid of that inner monologue. Hmm. The only thing is, I have no idea how to do it. Like whenever I read, I'm actually reading it twice. So like I'm reading it, and then I'm saying it in my mind, going like. Harry Potter was born on Forever Drive, and yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm just, like, it's in my mind. I don't know how to just turn off the inner part of it just to be able to read it. Interesting. <laughs> but I also think that's one of the reasons why that I have a good memory for things that I read and writing is because I'm, like, saying it three times when I read something. I'm saying it in my mind, and then when I write it down, I'm writing, I'm, as I'm writing it, I'm talking about it in my mind. Like, I'm saying the words in my mind that I want writing down. That sounds really weird. That's crazy, though. Yeah. I mean, like, I can picture that. Right. I can picture what's going on inside, inside your brain, which is even crazier. Yeah. So, like, right now, on Dan's television, he's got these uh, images. They have the photographer's name is Kamal Singh. As I looked at that, like, I read Kamal Singh, but then I heard my mind go Kamal Singh. So it, I don't, I don't, it's just something that I have always done, and I was reading on how to read faster, and they were like, yeah, everyone has this inner monologue, and you just need to get rid of it. Bitch, how? Yeah. <laughs> Meditation. Right, probably. I don't know, man. But yeah, so that's what I've been driving, like, I don't know, like, that morbid curiosity I have with death and the afterlife, when we were talking about electricity, that's just, that's what it jumped to. You know, we only have like a couple minutes left. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I want to really want to get these next two. Oh, hit me. Rapid fire. Which, the first one is the darkest one I've ever heard of, which is Learn Helplessness. 
Yep. And that was where they put a dog on an electric floor and realized that each one of the cubes was going to uh, shock him just the same as all the rest of them. <coughs> so he just gave, and then, uh, then they would systematically turn off one cube at a time, but the dog would just sit and lay in the electricity. Yep. And like, and, and just have itself killed. Like, and just, it was called learned helplessness because it realized that there was no way fucking out, so it just fucking gave up. Yeah, that's a, a psychological phenomenon. That Super dark. People yeah. have now, too. Mm-hmm. People are having it right now in the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the other one was electroshock therapy, which is dark in and up and it's all right. You know, not anymore. Yeah. What do you mean? Did you look into it anymore? <laughs> okay, so originally electroshock therapy, yeah, was, it, it always worked. But it worked. Yeah, it works. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. It, uh, so when people are like super depressed, I mean, like chemical imbalance depressed, like they can't get out of bed, they haven't showered for a month, depressed. Uh, what a lot of the things that they have is a chemical imbalance. Like there are uh, axons and neurons in your brain that have dopamine receptors and dopamine firing. Right. So your brain's not doing it right. It's not doing its right job. And so to get that to work, they would, they'll zap you. But before, uh, how we treated mental illness 50 years ago is barbaric. Oh, yeah. I mean, now 100 years ago. Even barbaric. now. Yeah. But electro th- th- yeah, electroshock therapy or ETC now, it's electro, uh, EC, electro current therapy, whatever, what they do now is as a convenient change of term yeah <laughs> yeah whatever, right as if it's different yeah uh yeah i think it's called ect but it's one of those many therapies that we talked about in my psychology class that i was telling you about they do micro shocks and they're able to pinpoint it in the brain where they oh, want to do it okay so instead of just causing you to have a seizure over your whole entire brain what they're doing is they're having uh one spot in your brain uh that where they can narrow it down to actually uh, give you a micro seizure just there, and you'll you're knocked out the whole entire time. And they go and zap you. You wake up like ten minutes later, and you feel like instantly better. Oh shit! Yeah, people have gone in there with crippling depression, and then after like four sessions, are completely different people. Well, you know what? Let's end the awful podcast on a awesome note. Okay. All right. I'll so, take that. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for this episode again. Thank you for our new listeners, Rachel. She was listening to last week's episode. Shout out to Rachel. Uh, you guys are awesome uh, and awful. No, I'm just kidding. Mostly uh, awful. Yeah. Reach out to us <laughs> at uh, awesome awful podcast at Gmail. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's awesome awful podcast. You're going to see a cute little uh, yoga pose I was doing in my new 21 Pilot shirt that Mike brought me. Damn, super dope. Super cute. Yeah. I was, yeah. I'm looking buff as hell. Jack, I found the <laughs> smallest shirt I could find. Yeah, it's, it's like a fucking youth medium, but it's fine. <laughs> so. But thank you all. Uh, check us out and leave us a, uh, shoot us an email. We love you all. Love you all. Bye. Bye.